Welcome to the Dr. Bud Gill Podcast. I couldn't be more excited to have Chris Yackle here, who actually, we're, face, we're Facebook friends, and uh, Chris had mentioned that on his Facebook profile that he was diagnosed with COVID-19, and uh, Chris actually reached out to me and, and uh, asked to share his story, which I thought would be so amazing, because uh, there's so much confusion, confusion right now uh, with like symptoms of corona, who gets corona, recovery from coronavirus, and, uh, you know, uh, Chris is a survivor he he made it through um and uh, he's going to share a story and really hopefully give us some insight into you know what it's like getting diagnosed we're here in long island so we're kind of just near the epicenter of where all the action is and i uh, just want to thank you chris for being so open and, and uh sharing your story man no problem no problem and like i said your videos were like some of the ones recently touched me they were pretty inspirational and i've been following you for a while you know we're in your i'm in aesthetics you're a dermatologist so you know, uh, selling equipment. So um, this was just, like I said, this was out of left field. Um, and it, and it, it, it I, I guess because I didn't have the symptoms as bad as some other people. I mean, my heart goes out to those right. people who are still in the hospital or passed away. You know, thank God, um, nothing like that's happened. Nobody in my family got it. Um, you know, obviously my wife, but um, it was, it was definitely, it was, it was jarring when you got the test back, you know, cause it, it took yeah. four or five days you know, I, I, I tell the story. I attended, a, um, I'm sure you're familiar with the Empire Medical Training. We were yeah. one of the um, sponsors, and we were there doing the event. And it was at the Westin Times Square. Uh, I kind of narrowed it down. That's where I think I contracted it from because there was a physician assistant and another doctor there that also came down with it. So, so was this back, backtrack, Chris? When was that? When was that? Was that February, uh, meeting? February 27th till March 1st was that event. So, so just in terms of perspective, that was way before any of like the quarantining measure, social distancing. This was a couple of weeks before any of that stuff was even talked about here in New York. Just to give you perspective, in Suffolk County right now, we've got over, what, 7,000 cases? I think I was the somewhere in the high 50s, number 55, 56 or something like that cases. And, and look at us now, not even a month later, we're over 7,000 just in Suffolk alone. Yeah, you know, we're like 41,000 in New York City area. And like, yeah, it's crazy, man. So so you're back in February when you were probably exposed to kind of like tracing it back to that meeting, end of February, beginning of March. Yep. When, like, what happened? Like, when did you say, hey, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Like, did you have like the classic shortness of breath and fever? Like, what were your symptoms and what even prompted you to get tested? I got back from the meeting and it was that Monday and I wasn't feeling well. And I, had, and I get the flu shot every year because I'm in and out of doctor's offices constantly. And, um, you know, I tested negative for the flu. And my, and my doc was like, look, it's probably a virus. So you need to rest. Take Tylenol for the fever that you have in the afternoon. And my fever was never – I tell this all the time. It wasn't debilitating like the flu, and it wasn't a cold. It was somewhere in between with a bunch of symptoms. I had the, the shortness of breath, that dry cough, and – not to be gross, but when you get that cough that you have phlegm, it's almost like you want to cough it out and get it out of your body. Yeah. For people who haven't had this kind of dry cough, it just doesn't stop. And it actually makes you tired because there's there's nothing at the end. It's just a continuous dry cough. Um, I was exhausted in the afternoon. The fever, I just took Tylenol, just drank a lot of fluids. Probably the worst night sweats I've ever had. I mean, right down through the mattress pad, right down through the mattress. I mean, it was brutal. My shirt was soaking wet in, in the morning, you know. Uh, 
And was Corona even uh, like a thought? Like, you know, when you saw your doctor, issue, like it's probably a virus was like, Hey, this could be Corona. No, we didn't, we didn't think that at all. Um, I, I worked the week, even though she told me to relax, of course we don't relax, you know, work the whole week, had to do another show, this American Academy of Facial Aesthetics on that uh, Thursday, Friday. And then I was going right to the Javits center for the international cosmetic and aesthetic show. And I still just wasn't feeling, you know, you, I thought I could power through it, taking DayQuil, taking NyQuil, taking Tylenol and saying, you know, it's eventually going to break. It's eventually going to break. And when we got the notice that, hey, the Javits show, which is attended by tens of thousands of people, they're like, it's canceled. I was like, okay, so let me break the booth down. Let me get home. And that Monday morning on the 9th, my, my wife was all over me. She goes, listen, you're never sick. You're never sick for this long. She's like, there's something going on. You need to call your doc, Dr. Sharice Laporta. Here's, she's been my doc forever. She's like, you got to call her today. Got in there, got in there, at, you know, late in the afternoon. And she warned me. She goes, look, I'm going to test you for Corona, you know, for COVID-19, but you need to go home and stay home. Rose, my wife, Roseanne, she needs to stay home. We have her cousin and her cousin's son who's seven years old. Thank God they have no symptoms. They're negative. She's like, they need to stay home until we get your results. No going outside, no nothing. Wow. So let me, so she had tests. She actually had a kit in her office. She had literally 10 kits and she's never gotten more ever since she went for those first 10 that she got from LabCorp. Um, they've changed the parameters. So now she needs that face shield. She needs to be fully gowned up. And she's like, look, save that for the hospital. I just, you know, I don't want to test anybody else. Um, gotcha. and so she went through those 10 tests that week and that was it. She never got any more, but oh, wow. We stayed home that whole week. My my fever was gone. So now we're so talking. So where was, in terms of like what was going on in the world at that time? Now, this was also before the social distancing stuff or is this? Yep. Yep. This, this was is the week, week before, right? The week of March 9th. So this is a couple okay. a couple weeks before social distancing. So your kids were still, school wasn't closed yet? Nope. Or like, okay. Nope. School was This is your wife's cousin's kids. Right. They right. were yeah. from school. Okay. Correct. So, because I, I ironically I just bought another house a foreclosed house to rehab it because she was going to move in with her son and her daughter so I said look just stay with us save some money while we're just fixing the house up so we had a lot of things going on so that whole week we just stayed home and then I got the call about 8 30 Friday night uh on that 13th and that's when I had no fever the whole week my cough had gotten extremely better had no more night sweats no more aches my my sense of taste came back you know, I'm feeling good. And I get the call and she's like, you tested positive for COVID-19. And you're like, really? And then all of a sudden you start seeing the reports from Spain and Italy. Well, people feel better and then they relapse and they're back in the hospital. And you're like, all right, I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. Let me bump up my vitamins. Let me drink more fluids. Let me just relax. And then they said, you know, perhaps you should stay home. Uh, the start, then, then they started the social distancing. And then you're just inundated by the news. Yeah, you know, we must be freaking out. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to watch the news anymore. <laughs> I know. Then, That's all there is to watch. So yeah. sports is not That's all you do Brutal. is watch the news. Brutal. Yeah. And, but, you know, I've been fortunate that I've been asymptomatic for almost 21 days. And, you know, I just had my follow up with the pulmonologist and everything was fine. But it was, um, it, it was weird, man. I mean, just, the thing that bothered me the most was when we were we were um, not only social distancing, but your 
you know, you know, you're in quarantine. We actually put a sign on the door for people who are like our friends and neighbors in Santa Mauritius and family were awesome. They're bringing food, they're bringing things. And we put a sign, just leave it on the porch. Don't even touch the door. Don't knock on the door. We can see you on the cameras. We can see you out the window. We let them get down the driveway and then we would open the door up and thank them. So I got one delivery of for a friend of mine who owns a fruit and vegetable company. His guy was bringing up another box of fruit and we called our neighbors and said, look, come get your stuff first before we touch anything, you know, because it's yeah. too much. He was walking up the driveway and I was standing there and he looked at me and this is when it really hit home. He looked at me and goes, would you mind? Like he didn't want to come near me, you know, like uh, the old scarlet letter. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, no problem. No, I went in the door and it hit me. I was like, wow, people don't even want to come near you right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, wow, man. So it's uh, a couple of things that I just want to like, you know, that you touched on that I think are really important. So one is this virus has been in New York for a long time and, you know, for much longer than this you know, the, the social distancing and quarantine measures that are in place now, you know, stay at home measures, you know, you were exposed in like the end of February, early March, you know, uh, probably took you about, you know, a few days to get symptoms, but it was very vague and, you know, Corona wasn't really on the front of everyone's mind at that point, especially here. Right. Just like, that's how this thing just grew like wildfire. And part of the problem was there just wasn't enough tests, man. You know, like you were very fortunate to get tested. But how many people have symptoms or had symptoms very early on that were told, hey, uh, you know, you don't meet these very specific criteria for testing because they really had to conserve the tests. They went back out into the world because there wasn't really like, you know, stay at home measures fully in place yet at that point. Right. And now look at where New York is, man. I mean, it's just like a, it's just a war zone of. You know, yeah. it's just, it's insane. You know, it's, and the hospitals are overrun and this is not even the, we're not even at the bad part yet. You know, the yeah. bad part's going to be two or three weeks from now. Governor Cuomo was saying this morning. The bad part, um, part's going to be when they start filling that ship up with people that's here, you know, yeah, that they just, crazy. Um, but I mean, my advice to anybody right now is if they do feel any of those symptoms that I had, and I think this went back to November, December, because you start seeing reports and people saying, you know, I had a wicked cough. I had this in December. My yeah. doctor figured it out it wasn't the flu. So I think people I, I think most of the people are going to be like me. I think the 99 yeah. percent of the people are going to be like me. And that's and that's going to help where stay home, take your Tylenol, do what you have to do. I bought a pulse oximeter, you know, um, we monitored our, you know, our oxygen levels, monitored my pulse rate. I bought a uh, lung function where I was just blowing into that plastic thing and monitoring it and mm -hmm. lung function, taking our temperatures. People are just going to have to really do that. And it's not that bad. I mean, you're taking it's self care. You know, you talk a lot yeah. about self care. We're, we're in the skin business, self care for your skin. Well, this is self care period to the, you know, umpteenth degree. So it's yeah. little things like that, that aren't difficult that people will have to do. And they just got to be smart. Wash your hands, get, take your shoes off when you come in the house, you know, change off. And if you have to go to the store, when you come in, take those clothes off, you know, yeah. instead of clothes. I do that. I'll do that today. So. Yeah. It's funny. We have this whole, that's, that's what we do too. Like the first thing I do when I get home, obviously I take my shoes off. Um, and then I literally, we have like this staircase that goes right up to my room. Basically. I just run up, get out of all my clothes, hop in the shower before yeah. I see my kids, before I see my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what everyone has to do. But you touched on a couple of other things too that I just want to like talk about. So one is you had this like cough that wasn't a productive cough. You weren't like bringing up sputum, but you were just kind of like this dry hacking cough that lasts for a while, yep. sort of like 
lowish grade fevers, but enough that you were getting night sweats, but not totally like knocked on your ass. Um, right. and like, right. you know, super sick flu, like sick. Right. Um, and you said that you've like lost your sense of taste. Someone yeah. mentioned that somewhere in there. Did you lose your sense of smell too? Cause that's something that folks are talking about. No, I didn't lose my sense of smell, but my taste was like that whole week was off. Cause in the beginning of the week, I, my doctor told me to go for a CT scan with, um, contrast and without contrast because she just wanted to check some things. And I was told, look, 24 hours, your sense of taste will come back because the contrast will be out of your system. Well, then it was Tuesday, then it was Wednesday, then it was Thursday, then it was Friday. I'm like, man, where the hell's my sense of taste? I mean, I did lose an extra like 10 pounds, but that was, that yeah. was good. <laughs> you know? Bonus. But it was like, man, like just no, t and I didn't realize, I didn't put two and two together until people started saying that over the weekend. Like, that's one of the symptoms. And my wife was like, yeah, do you remember that whole week? You didn't want to eat anything because you had no taste. I was like, damn, uh, you're right. Yeah. Well, let's bring it to the other side. Now, now that you've recovered, and this is amazing because we were just talking about this earlier. Um, so you actually got tested to get your antibodies measured to see if you had antibodies to be a plasma donor, yep. which probably is the best treatment for anyone who's really sick in the hospital with corona to get plasma that has antibodies against the virus. I mean, that's there's yep. nothing really better than that, you know? Yep. Um, so you did have a very high antibody count when you got checked, right? Yes, I went last Friday. Um, to Mount Sinai in the city you went to get tested? Yes, they, they, I had to go to the internal medicine clinic on 102nd Mount Sinai. Um, one of my buddies you might know, I'm Cameron Rockshaw. He's a, um, yeah. he's a Durham. He actually emailed me because he was texting me a lot. And he's like, hey, if you're up to it, could you go in? And I go, absolutely. You know, I emailed Mount Sinai. They got back to me. You know, they went over my symptoms and said, great, could you come in on Friday? Gave my blood sample, did another swab. They called me Saturday, said, your swab is negative. So I was like, finally, an official negative. Um, and then they said, look, you have a tremendous amount of antibodies. Would you mind coming in and donating plasma? I'm like, absolutely not. So New York Blood Labs called me Sunday. And the only, the only downside for me is I got to drive back into the city, but I don't care. Because uh, they want me at the one on the east side, in the, I think it's 67th Street. They said that's, the, that's where they have the machines for the plasma. They have the experienced phlebotomists. And I was researching it. I think I can donate up to like 20 times a year my plasma as opposed oh, really? to as opposed yeah, to you put your red blood cells back. Right. Right? Yeah. right. So that's great. I'm like, look, as many times as I have to donate from, you know, until we get a handle on this, I'm all for it. So I'm just uh, I was just really actually made me feel good. Like, wow, something really good is coming out of this. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But each time each I don't know how many lives you save with each plasma donation, but it's amazing that you're even able to do that. And that you're generous enough, generous enough to do yeah. it you know i mean yep. we are all in this together and just like hearing your story and like you know thankfully like you recovered without any sequelae and like you know any really sort of long-term adverse effects from this and you know and by and large i think that's most patients but it's just been so devastating and folks that are compromised or older even younger and are compromised are yeah. just having a horrible time yeah. recovering from this and the you know the fact that you're able to help them with your plasma man is is, is amazing yeah and you know so <laughs> I think, yeah, man. And I think once testing becomes more available, like where we're actually able to check our antibodies, there's going to be a lot more plasma around to help people. You know, it's just this testing, man. Testing, testing, testing. We need to get more testing. And uh, hopefully there's. I don't know if you've seen it. The um, It's funny. I got my start in medical sales with Abbott Laboratories back in 2002. Yeah. So they have a machine that says five minutes. Our local Henry Shine here, 15 minutes. So, I mean, if we can get those testings out, you, you know, and yeah. get people because I, I mean, you read the stories and you hear the stories of people going to Jones Beach or these other places 
yeah. they're not getting their results back for eight or nine days. That's that's terrible. Yeah, no, it's you crazy. Know? I actually just ordered some kits for my office. Um, they're expensive, um, yeah. but we're gonna just we're we got 25 kits and you know they're the antibody tests, similar one that Henry Schein has. Right. Um, and hopefully they work. We're gonna test them on ourselves and, and see. <laughs> and then hopefully that's something that we can offer to some of our patients as well, because you know like the more testing that we do, we can do, the more data we can get. The more people that can get out there, those who have recovered and yeah. you know d donate plasma and really help people that are yeah. having a tough time with this, man. Yeah, I mean, I think if if people just are smart right now, you know, like you said, somebody who knows they have a compromised immune system, stay home. Let friends and family bring your stuff. Stay, you know, stay home yeah. as much as humanly possible. You know, and uh, you know, for even just going to the store, you know, we wait till the very last minute, make a list, and say, okay, just one of us go to the store. And I try and go early in the morning when there's not a lot of people. I mean, not that I'm worried. I don't know if I can get it again. The chances are I've built up an immunity to it. But I'm I'm reacting like I never had it. Let me just take the highest right. possible. So. Right, right. Well, awesome, man. Listen, I, it's very generous of you to share your story and be so open and honest, man. I think this is going to help so many of the listeners and viewers out there just to know that someone made it through and like yeah. all the good that you can do once you've made it to the other side with the plasma donation. And I really appreciate you being so like open on social media with all this stuff too, because you know really gives a lot of folks an insight into this. Because uh, you know it's a really it's a, the uncertainty is the most terrifying part I think for most people. Yeah, and I, and I went through that, and like our community where we live in Santa Mauritius is a tight knit community. You know, we're a lot of boaters, a lot of fishermen. You know, um, and I you know you're I lived in that community for almost 14 years now, and you go to the same restaurants, you go to the same stores. And as soon as I was quarantined and tested positive, I said, you know what? We had like a community page that has like 9,000 people on it. I said, I don't mind telling everybody what happened to me just to make people stay home and do the right thing. And yeah. I have to think that by us really taking the quarantine extremely seriously, that we really helped a lot of people in our community not get this by staying home. Because what people don't realize, when I took that test on the 9th, I called anybody I was in contact with for 48 hours to 72 hours behind. The hotels I stayed at, any place I visited, even my wife who went to the vet on that Saturday with our dog, we let them know because she was, you know, with me. And it's just, that's what you have to do. You know, we yeah. wanted to do the right thing. And people were so, our community was so appreciative. I mean, we had random people stopping by, dropping off coffee and donuts and bagels and you know, our neighbors did that. It was just, it was amazing, you know, because they, they all thanked us. Like, thanks for the info. They're like, we got more info from you than we did from yeah. other people. So It's true, man, early on, because because you were so open, it really was that. I mean, honestly, and it's also a testament to the type of guy you are, you know, really reaching out and letting everyone know that they, you know, you had been exposed, which is, you know, I, everyone should do that, you know, and I think it's a really good lesson to be learned. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you sharing your story, and I, and I think a lot of folks can appreciate this. No problem. And if they, and if anyone reaches out to you with additional questions, you know, you could text me, whatever, and I'll answer whatever I can. Happy awesome. to do. Love it, man. All right. Well, stay healthy. Stay you safe. Um, Keep and, the uh, Really, man. thank you again. You know it, man. That's what we do. Take care. All right. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill Podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it.